Welcome to Built on Passion. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter C and fighting against corporate bullies. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 272 of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matt Dallabuono, but by now you probably know that. In this episode, I get a chance to sit down with NRC founder, Richard Pollock. NRC makes a hydrating, energizing vitamin C drink mix to make healthy habits more enjoyable. Now, Richard's story of how he got into entrepreneurship, developed an interest in vitamin C, and started NRC is so incredible. It sounds almost cinematic. It's an extremely personal subject to Richard, both NRC as a business, but even vitamin C altogether, mainly because he has experienced firsthand the life-changing effects of adjusting his diet and increasing vitamin C intake. Now, where this all started is he had childhood health issues that led him to start a relationship with the International Society of Orthomolecular Medicine. Say that three times fast. Many years and business ventures later, he found himself working at a vitamin C-focused company that we all know as Emergency. Yep, Emergency. That Emergency. That's where things started to get interesting. At the time, it was a family-run business, but the pharmaceutical behemoth Pfizer got their hands on the company and flipped the entire operation on its head. They had let the entire company go, every last person down to the janitor. Despite the heartbreak of losing a job and a company that Richard really believed in, he saw opportunity. Emergency was good, but he knew he could do it better. So he and a few of his ex-emergency co-workers got together, made a plan, and got the entire gang back together to form what we now know as Enercy. In this episode of Built on Passion, Richard Pollock shares some of the hurdles of educating people and evangelizing about the importance of vitamin C while dispelling some fallacies, some wisdom from his expansive entrepreneurial career, and the truly captivating how and why behind Enercy. Do you own or do marketing for an outdoor travel, wellness, or fitness product company? If you enjoy listening to our podcast built on passion, have a brand of your own and are interested in joining one of Ready Yeti's upcoming giveaways, we'd love to have you. Our giveaway campaigns are a great way for you to gain exposure and build a targeted audience of potential customers. We've worked with hundreds of brands over the years. Chances are you've probably seen our giveaways and we've put together giveaways related to the outdoor fitness, wellness and health spaces. If you're interested in partnering or joining one of our giveaways, just message us on Instagram. Our handle is at Ready Yeti. That's R-E-D-D-Y-Y-E-T-I. Just tell us you'd like to join one of our upcoming giveaways and someone from our team will be in touch. Remember, just message us on Instagram at Ready Yeti. That's R-E-D-D-Y-Y-E-T-I. All right, all right. Well, hang on one second before we actually jump into this episode. I just wanted to say thank you. Really, thank you for supporting everything we're trying to do. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being engaged, being curious, and just being there supporting the show. We work really hard to put together a really interesting show and have on guests that are truly doing something progressive, interesting, and building something truly special. If you are looking for a way to show your support and help us continue to do what we are doing, One of the biggest things you could do, and I know it seems like a really small thing, but is leave a review. Plus, it helps inform other people what your experience of this podcast has been like. So that's basically it. I just wanted to say a big old thank you to you, the listener. Please leave a review. It is extremely helpful and uh, you look great. And that's it. Bye. Richard, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Matthew. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to start off. Who are you and what do you do? 
Well, I'm Richard Pollock. I'm a founder of NRC and Pauling Labs, and we are the go-to vitamin C, vitamin drink mix on the market today. We launched about seven years ago, and we're growing at a pretty prodigious rate. I'm sort of thinking of myself as a bit of a vitamin C expert, and sort of to kick it off, I'll ask you, or I'll, I'll tell you, one of the most interesting facts about vitamin C is you and I wouldn't be sitting here, at least in the current location, that we're in without vitamin C. And one of the, the cool things everybody thinks about vitamin C is how oh, it's this really well-known vitamin, but without it, no one would be in North America with the exception of some of the indigenous peoples and first nations, because vitamin C was the number one thing that allowed us to travel the oceans up until 1617. It wasn't clear why people would stay healthy on long ocean voyages. And they finally discovered that those people that were staying healthy were eating citrus fruits and getting that vitamin C. Otherwise, they ended up with the, the scurvy. So it's really interesting that I think it was 1617 that they published a book called The Surgeon's Mate, which talked about making sure that you had citrus fruits aboard your, your vessels in order for your, your sailors not to die of scurvy, which is basically lack of vitamin C because vitamin C is that interest cellular glue that holds our cells together. And without it, our cells just break apart and fall apart and we die. So it's pretty interesting. Is that, I mean, not to get too in the weeds of this. I, yeah, yeah. I'm a fun fat guy. And so I'm having a great time. I know vitamin C is supposed to be like one of the vitamins that your body can't naturally produce. Is that, am I confusing that with vitamin D or is that? No. So your body actually does produce vitamin D naturally. You just need sunlight. So human beings, and, and I can, I'm a bit of a science geek and I'm just a general geek. I love business. I love science. But one of the really neat things about vitamin C, there's a lot of really cool facts on vitamin C. All animals produce their own vitamin C with the exception of human beings, guinea pigs, and fruit bats. The animals that do produce their own vitamin C produce it. It's almost like a, it's an enzymatic process. It's almost like a hormone. Um, and this is correlative. It's, they haven't done any studies on it because they can't, but the animals that produce their own vitamin C live seven times their age of maturity. So if we physically matured at 20 years old, we would be living to 140. A rat, which is physiologically really similar to human beings, that's why we dissect them and use them for studies, will produce anywhere from three grams or 3,000 milligrams to 13,000 milligrams or 13 grams a day, depending on their stress levels. So the more stress they're under, they'll produce more vitamin C, but it protects your organs, your heart, your vascular system. So the animals that produce their own vitamin C, no cardiovascular disease whatsoever. It's really, really interesting. We're suffering from a genetic defect. The, the technical term is hypoascorbicemia. So we need vitamin C. It's so important for so many physiological functions. What started you on, I mean, before we even get into Pauling Labs and NRC, what started you on this vitamin C journey? Was there like a starting point, a thing that kind of like kicked off this interest? Yeah. So it's interesting. So I was three years old. So it goes way back. I was one of those kids in the home movies that, you know, was that kid just running in circles, every home movie. I wasn't allowed over to my parents' friends' homes. I wasn't over to uncle and aunt's homes. 
because every time I'd go to somebody's house, I'd break something. I'd be running into things. I had severe dyslexia. I had some spatial perception learning problems and some other learning disabilities, as well as major behavioral issues that always goes along with ADHD. So they wanted to throw me on, on Ritalin and other drugs. My mom sort of said, listen, my grandparents lived next door to a doctor by the name of, his name was Abram Hoffer. And he was one of the founders of what's called the Orthomolecular Society. And the Orthomolecular Society was this group of scientists and doctors in the 1960s and 70s that were sort of responsible for the natural supplement market and, and really the natural health market as it is today. And they came out, this was, these were people like Abram Hoffer, Albert Sinsian Gorgi, Linus Pauling, who said, listen, we can treat physical, physiological, and psychological ailments with supplementation, with natural minerals and vitamins, and diet. So they threw me on megadoses of vitamin C, megadoses of niacinamide, which is a B vitamin, other B vitamins, and then they removed all sugar from my diet. So I didn't have any sugar. I mean, even birthday parties, kids would come to my house and they'd get a regular cake. I'd have this disgusting carob cake. It was just, it was the worst, but it really sort of put me on that journey because I was on massive doses in the 1970s and into the 80s of vitamins and, and supplements that really were there to, to help me with my problems with hyperactivity and AD attention deficit disorder, and then as well with my, uh, with my learning disabilities as well. So that really set me on my journey and I've been interested in them all of my life. Is your background originally in, you're a business guy first. I'm a business guy. Like I started, I was one of those kids that started business when I was, I don't know, 10 or 11, we would have carnivals in our backyard and puppet shows and charge the neighborhood kids 25 cents to come to the shows. And then high school, we'd throw parties for, for dollars, started throwing ski trips to charge people. Yeah. So it's always, I've always been an entrepreneur all the way through university. I've never the only job I've ever had was bartending and construction during university. Other than that, I've, I've had my own businesses and income. Man. So was it Undersea first or Pauling Lab? What came first there? Well, so yeah, well, what came first is so in 1988, I went to work for a company called Emergency. 1990, pardon me. And the reason why I got the job was because of my background with the guys at the Orthomolecular Society, because the owner of that company one of the pioneers of our industry, a guy by the name of Jay Patrick, was one of the major advocates of vitamin C, and particularly a form of vitamin C called mineral ascorbate. And so I was really lucky to be mentored by him. I spent a long time at that company. I ended up running the international division, was in many different levels through that organization. But most importantly, I learned everything about, initially everything about vitamin C, minerals and vitamins on a technical level from Jay and the team at, at Alliser. Unfortunately, Jay was quite old when I started with the company and he passed away. He lived to 93, but he passed away and then the family wanted to sell the business because they had no interest in it. They sold the business and unfortunately they sold it to Pfizer, which we all know is a big drug company. But unfortunately, within a few weeks of the sale closing, everyone was fired from soup to nuts, from janitorial to the CEO. 
So me and a couple of other people got together and, and we had a great team. We loved working with each other. We were talking and, you know, it was like, well, it'd be great if we could continue to work together somehow. I was lucky because I had the license for one of the international territories for emergency in Canada. So I ended up with a little bit of money. So I took my wife to my spiritual homeland, which is Kauai. And we're, we're sitting on a beach and sort of sad, but I'm reading a Harvard Business Review article and I'm reading about water. So you're probably not old enough to remember, but in 1982, there was one water on the market and it was Evian and it was a specialty product. It was a hydrating mist type of product. And so people would spray it on their face for moisturization. But the article went through and said, well, you know, that's how water started. And I think I was reading this back in 2013. And basically how that expanded and into now, I think in 2016, water outsold soda for the first time. And water is not my favorite category by a long shot, but it set a light bulb off in my head because we loved emergency. We thought it was a great product, but we knew we could make it better. And I don't know if you've ever seen a product that you really liked or even loved, but you knew that you could make it better. You could take it to that next level. And so... When Pfizer bought emergency, we sort of said, okay, well, we know what Pfizer's, or we think we know what Pfizer is going to do with this product. We know the direction they're going to take it in. Let's focus on building a better product, more focused on sort of the natural customer, as opposed to the folks that are happy to drink sort of Coca-Cola. We wanted to create something more natural that was better for you. And instead of having synthetic flavorings and things like that, we used real fruit powder. We wanted to get certified non-GMO. And so we sort of, out of that, that group got together and said, hey, let's build, let's build a new brand. Let's compete with our old company. So I put some money in Another person here had their parents mortgage their house, which was really cool, scary to do. Some other people went out and borrowed money. And so we all sort of came together and we said, let's continue to work together and then build this company that's sort of better than the original. And that's sort of where we're at. And we're now, I guess we're now about seven years in, six, seven years in. So when is the movie about this whole ordeal coming out? <laughs> I I haven't, no one's ever thought about a movie, but it's kind of fun because it's pretty much the same original crew that started it. And we're just, we're having, I told you just before we started, it's about having an adventure. People say, well, you're, you're pretty entrepreneurial and, and it's not, to me, I don't look at myself as an entrepreneur. I look at myself as an adventurer because life has got to be an adventure. It's sort of like, I'm a big music guy. If you're not thinking of this life as like, the greatest concert ticket you've ever been given. It's the only concert you're ever going to get to go to. So you better not be sitting in lineup trying to get popcorn or hot dogs. You better be participating and experiencing and being scared and being elated and all of those things, which I think everybody on the team here really gets to feel on a, on a daily, weekly, and sometimes hourly basis. When you, made the reference to the adventure. I thought you were just going off the theme of piracy with scurvy. <laughs> I actually thought that you were going to go there at some point. It, I mean, I guess it really does transcend beyond that. I think it makes sense though, that that sense of adventure, like how much the team you brought on from, I guess you didn't bring them on. They came with you. We were all unemployed and basically I had some money and I said, well, these are the core guys that, yeah. that I want to, and gals, mostly gals 
that I want to bring with us on this journey, on this voyage together. So I didn't even know that I was going to read this article or that we were going to start NRC, but I said, you know, these people are important to me. I know that they're going to be my crewmates, if you will, going back to the, the pirate ship adventure. So I staked them for, it was, I guess, almost a year before we came up with the idea and then executed. I just knew that I needed these people around me in order to be successful. I'm not going to belabor it, but it really does sound like the premise of like a great move. Like <laughs> it reminds me of Tommy Boy a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's I I hope that much fun without sort of the cranky David Spade character. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> everyone needs one, but maybe we yeah, can, yeah, yeah. We can Fair enough. Yeah. So you created this new and improved version. What was the keystone of creating this new NRC? Well, so yeah, so the keystone for us is I didn't want to create something that was just sort of a, another version of the same thing. And really, you know, we looked at emergency as something that was for immune emergencies. What I wanted to do was create something, and hence the name NRC, that was for sort of year round, it became a daily ritualistic healthy drink. I wanted to change the way people drank. I wanted to move people away from having to consume soda, heavy sugary drinks where they could drink something that was energizing naturally without caffeine, that was of benefit as opposed to deficit to the health and something that was delicious, something you wanted to drink every single day. And so, again, it just goes back to that whole idea of creating a new paradigm in the way people consume their products. So it wasn't about just building something that would take advantage of a monopolized market, which really, at the, when we started, really emergency was, was a monopoly. It was about how do we change the way people think about the way they drink things. And the name NRC was sort of that cornerstone because I was able to trademark the word NRC with the idea that it's energy and natural energy and, and sort of the electrolyte content that we've built up within energy is what gives people that sort of energy when you drink it. Because we're bags of mostly water, Matthew. All smell, feel, taste, touch, every bit of energy that we've got or conceive of is through electrolytes. It's that super highway that all of our nerve signals travel down. And so the neurochemicals, that was the word I was looking for, all use the use electrolytes to travel. With NRC, it's got enough electrolytes to create a natural energy boost because when we're low on energy, it's because we're low on electrolytes, pure and simple. We may be tired, but if you boost up the electrolytes, you're going to feel better. A really cool experiment you can try to prove that out on your body is eat lunch. And when you eat lunch, everybody wants a cup of coffee or a glass of tea after lunch. The reason why you, you're low on energy after lunch is your vagus nerve is pumping your electrolytes into your stomach. And so you're low on electrolytes. If you take an NRC, you'll find that that lunchtime dip goes away and sort of proving out the concept of that energy from electrolytes or NRC, if you will. Another really cool thing with electrolytes is you know, we were talking about uh, the fact that neither of us really like drinking alcohol that much anymore because of how it makes you feel. Well, it's because the alcohol dehydrates you. So if you do decide to keep drinking, you have an NRC in the morning, it 
provides you with those electrolytes to remove the headache and, and help you with that dehydration. So it's really cool to sort of, it's almost like biohacking where you can play these, try these experiments on your body to see how things work. And NRC is a really cool little tool to, to play around with, to see those experiments come to fruition. Your body is like a car. You got to maintain it with certain things. All the different vitamins you need that it ends up having a function. This is like the ultimate, we'll call it an oil change. That's it. You need it. Like if you miss it, you won't die, but you're not going to be running at hundred percent. And eventually you may not get the mileage you want. And that's just it. I'm getting older. I mean, we're all getting older. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's listening. Welcome and so, club. yeah, I mean, my, my biggest thing, and I've got two young kids is I want to stay young. So how am I doing that? And that's by exercising a ton and keeping my vitamin C levels up. Like I, I'm a big believer like Linus Pauling that we should be taking anywhere from two to six grams of vitamin C a day. And that's not only for your cardiovascular health, your immunity health, but also to help build collagen. So wrinkles, muscle health, skin health is all about collagen. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard a lot about collagen. Well, vitamin C is the, is the number one building block of collagen. We were talking about scurvy and sailors and, and exploration. Well, the reason why you need the vitamin C, particularly on those long sea voyages, is because it's a natural collagen builder. That collagen, that interstitial glue I was talking about earlier, is collagen. And vitamin C is the builder of that collagen. So it's so important. I'm, I Unfortunately, people don't, I don't think, talk about vitamin C enough anymore. They sort of think of it as sort of this, I'm going to take it for colds and flus, but it's so much more than that. I'm sure there are a lot of athletes that listen to Ready Yeti. So there are studies now that are very clear on the blood serum levels of vitamin C has a direct correlation to oxygen absorption rates in the body. So the higher your vitamin C content, the better your lungs are to absorb oxygen. So you're getting more oxygen absorption into your cells when your vitamin C levels are higher. You know, there's just so much to this vitamin that people just don't talk about as much as they should. And one of my roles, apart from being the CEO of the company, is to be an advocate for, for vitamin C globally. That last point that you said is the, the exclamation point on that. I think it goes perfectly with what you were saying about creating a new paradigm for what people put into their bodies. And yeah, you're right. I think so many people look at vitamin C as, oh, it's flu season. Let's go. Like, yeah, emergency helps set that stage. And it's not even the the going after the monopolization. It's helping push the hurdle forward too. I think it helps everyone in the industry. It helps really open up the space and have people understand what it is they're putting in their body. Plus, I mean, with 2013, like when you guys started, that's like right when people were really starting to get mindful, really starting to try to understand what nutrition is. I think so, at least in the more mainstream, even for people who like really don't care that much. How do you deal with education and, and really helping people understand where you're coming from, that it's not just a once in a while thing, that it really is a more of a routine focused thing? Well, you know, one of the things is starting to do more of these types of things like the podcasts. I've done some extensive writing. We've done a lot of consumer events where we're out talking to consumers at, at stores all of our literature that we put out is really focused on reaching people and talking a lot more about vitamin C and NRC and the benefits of that. 
part of the thing that we've struggled with because we're not good at this as a, as a company because we're don't have that knowledge of the digital piece that we really should where most it's the medium today right and so getting that message out has been a little bit tougher for us I'll admit to you it's like there's a lot of noise and rising above that noise is, is difficult but we're finally getting there I mean it's been as I said six or seven years we're the number one selling vitamin C in the natural channel in Canada we're now the number 10 selling vitamin C in the US in the natural channel just behind emergency. And I think that now we're starting to get that awareness. We're able to get that message out. And I personally, one of my my BHAG, my big hairy audacious goal is to hold a world conference on vitamin C and bring some of the leading minds together to start talking a little bit more about vitamin C. There's still a North Molecular Society there are still some major advocates out there that are doing some some really important work on vitamin C. And how do I bring these people together? It's, it's sort of my goal in the next couple of years to do a conference that we're able to sort of get the word out a little bit more to the public and hopefully get some press coverage on that as well. Do you think that that conference would be beyond just talking about making sure people are staying nutritious? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. So it's it's not just about nutrition. It's about what vitamin C does. I'd like to explore a little bit more about this hypoascorbicemia that I talked about earlier, the genetic defect, what it means to longevity, what it means to cardiovascular health, as well as that respiration. There was a really cool study, and I, I believe it was, and I'm not able to quote it exactly, out of Johns Hopkins University on cystic fibrosis and vitamin C and some of the assistance that it's giving to people who are suffering. If you want to get the information from me later, I'll go and dig up the article. But it's it's really cool that there's so many other things with vitamin C that we're not looking at. And we're strictly looking at vitamin C as something that helps produce neutrophils, which are these white blood cells that help fight off bacterial and viral infections. And really, I would argue that's sort of a secondary function of vitamin C because there are so many other things. And so what I'd like to be able to come out of that is really kickstart the research on vitamin C once again, because, you know, in 1936 or 35, you'll forgive me the exact date, vitamin C was issued two Nobel prizes in the same year, one for isolation and one for mass production. Might have been 1923, but it was it's the only vitamin that was issued a Nobel Prize, two of them in the same year. I didn't even think that could happen. I didn't even think you could award a nutrient. So, well, it was two, we'll keep talking here, but it was to two different people. One was for the isolation of vitamin C. Oh, I see. He isolated it. And so he won a Nobel Prize for that. And then the second guy, same year, and I'm going to give you the names in 30 seconds here, where it was able to go out and mass produce it. So the first guy, so it was 1937, and it was Albert Sciencient Gorgi who isolated vitamin C. And then Sir Walter Norman Haworth was awarded a Nobel Prize for being able to mass produce it. And that was so pretty pivotal in 1937 to be able to say this one vitamin was issued basically on its basis, two Nobel prizes in the same year. That's how important vitamin C is to the world. It should be easy to see too. I mean, like you think, I mean, people think of pirates and probably don't take it that seriously, but there is a separate specific, I guess it'd be more of an ailment, you know, scurvy 
that arrives from just the lack of this nutrient that we don't produce and that comes from specific sources. It's not super sexy to try to sell this as an idea to people because no one wants to be told what to do. But how would you go about making an entire population truly understand the gravity of a lack of a specific nutrient? It's really not to toot my our own horn here, but I think it's really about the more people that we can get drinking NRC and knowing that the value, because you do feel a difference. And it's really like you can really feel much healthier. You cut out the Gatorades and the sodas and all of these unhealth, unhealthy drinks out there. And you basically start drinking healthy and really supplementing properly, getting the electrolytes, getting your B vitamins, getting your minerals, you physically notice a difference. And I think the people, you know, we've got people that are writing into us all the time saying, I had a soda addiction. I was drinking two, three cans of soda a day. I've switched out to Enercy and and I don't need to drink soda anymore, or I don't have a desire to drink soda anymore. So, you know, if you're drinking two or three cans of soda a day, you're probably consuming up to a hundred grams of sugar in those cans of soda. With Enercy, you're drinking the same amount. You're drinking maybe 15 grams, so 15% of the sugar. Now we've come up with the sugar-free for people who want to have no sugar whatsoever, but it's really getting that word out is really getting NRC into people's mouths, getting people to start drinking it more on a daily basis and really starting to feel that difference. And the the beauty with NRC is you actually do feel that difference pretty quickly. And I think once people start to say, hey, I'm feeling better, those questions start to open up in their mind. It's like, why am I feeling better? And then they start looking at the ingredients and say, well, it's, it's got to do with the ingredients of this product. And why are these specific ingredients affecting me physically and, and mentally in this way? I mean, especially when you know you can get such a difference in feeling from something as simple as like, oh, drink this a couple of times a day, maybe once yeah. a day. And then also having a ton of flavors doesn't hurt either, right? Yeah. No, exactly. And I mean, the flavors... Again, I mean, it's they're real fruit. So we really went out of our way. So you were trying a pineapple coconut earlier. I've got a thousand milligrams of dehydrated coconut water in that plus 500 milligrams of dehydrated pineapple. So everything that we've got in there is, is you're actually drinking real dehydrated fruit powders in every packet of, of energy as opposed to a flavoring. When you are making this, I mean, I'm sure it's like you measure out, balance out each different part that goes into it. Do you have to play with the formulations a lot when you're adding different flavors or is it pretty straightforward? We don't play with the, what we call the medicinal ingredients at all. The magic of it is the acids. It's kind of cool. Just giving a little bit of a trade secret is flavoring is all about balancing acids against other flavors. So, you know, you're able to work with that to be able to get to the right level. So there's a really great cookbook. You were talking about being a foodie called acid, salt, fat. And I can't, I feel bad. I can't remember the name of the author of it. She's an amazing chef, but that's what it's all about is really you know, if we were making a pill, which I don't believe in pills, I think you should be drinking most vitamins, but because we're flavored, you've got to take into consideration 
how flavors affect the palate. And everybody has a different structural makeup for their taste buds. So people will interpret flavors differently. And that's why we have a wide variety of flavors because you and I might like the pineapple coconut. Somebody may not like our tangerine grapefruit or or whatever it is. So it's really about tweaking those non-medicinal ingredients, but the medicinal ingredients remain the same in every packet, pretty uniform in every packet. You mentioned you were doing kind of like a taste test of a non-alcoholic spirit, which I was, my mind was kind of blown. I didn't, I didn't realize it got to that level of trickery. Yeah. Can you promote mixing with a martini, a Enersini? Enersini is all day, every day. I mean, listen, the Enersi Crantini, you know, people are going to drink alcohol. And so again, if you're going to drink alcohol, people drink, they mix with Coke and mix with actually something that's healthy. You know, mix mix your next Crantini with an NRC, put some vodka in with some NRC cranberry, much better than, than mixing it with a soda type drink or a, a sugary mix. You know, you want to drink rum with the pineapple and coconut. It's a delicious pina colada all of a sudden. So we don't, listen, we don't say don't drink because people are going to drink. But if you're going to drink, drink healthy. And we were when I was talking about the non-alcoholic spirits, Personally, I'm not drinking a lot of alcohol anymore. And just to put a plug in for a really cool company that I have no involvement in other than I'm sometimes a consumer is this product that I mentioned earlier, which is called Seedlip. It's a non-alcoholic spirit, which is pretty cool. You know, they have different flavors. So you can you can get the same taste of alcohol without any alcohol content whatsoever. So it's really kind of cool. So you get to participate without getting drunk. I think that's the fine line that you've managed to walk is that this is a functional beverage, right? It's meant to, there's a means to an end, but people don't want to have to feel like they're taking medicine and you know, you don't want to be like, just shove it and like marketing, like, Oh, drink this. Cause it's good. And like the way that like soda companies would be doing that fine line of like, this is good for you. And it doesn't have to be work. It also doesn't have to be masked in bullshit. You just enjoy it. That's it. The next step is opening up the faucets to the masses. And it seems, I mean, you guys are, you guys are doing it. You guys are making it happen. Yeah. We're, I mean, slowly, slowly. Right. And nothing, as you know, you're a mountain guy, but I'm a mountain guy. You know, when you're out hiking, it's sometimes you're midway up the hill and you're like, okay, can I get to the, can I get to the summit already? It's like, it's yeah. enough, but you know, you get to the summit and you're like, oh, okay, that was great. Now I've got to go on the adventure on the way back down. Nothing ever happens fast enough for people like us and and being that entrepreneurial bent. But at the same time, I've constantly got to remind myself and remind my team, hey, we're in this meadow right now. It's it's a little bit flat. Let's look around. Let's breathe. Let's check out our environment. Let's really get to know this environment because we're going to have to pull up stake pretty quick here and start our ascent back up to the summit. So it's coming and it's really about that education piece you were talking earlier and and when you've, you know, you've got good products, and I know you've hosted a lot of good products on this podcast, it's just really about how to rise above the noise and how to try to be as authentic as you can with how you're talking about your products. And, and really, that's how everybody within Pauling Labs and NRC talks about our product is this is our product. We drink it every day and we believe in it with all of our hearts to the point that we've put our entire lives. I'd say every person on this team has put their entire life into this company and building this brand. It seems like we'll call it the right kind of risk to get NRC started having 
for where you and your entire team were left with emergency just being like, oh, okay, goodbye. Well, going against a company like Pfizer, when you're Richard Pollack and a whole bunch of other people, mm-hmm. it's not even a David and Goliath situation. We're the dung beetle on David's shoe compared <laughs> to, to Pfizer, right? It's like, we're just, we're a non entity. So you know what? It's a risk. It's a scary proposition. But as I told everybody, when we started, just get used to wearing adult diapers and we'll be fine. Because you know what? Excuse my language, but you're going to shit your pants every day. But if we're not shitting our pants every day, we're not doing things right. You've got to be scared. You've got to be concerned. You've got to be worried because that's where you see the crevices. That's where you see the cracks there. It's where you see the pitfalls that you sort of avoid. And it also, you know, I'm not sure who said it, but it's a common saying. If you don't scare yourself every day, you're not truly living. I know we're kind of creeping to the end. One of the things that I thought was really cool that you guys are doing is starting kind of branch beyond your industry of functional beverages. I know you started working with on a, some some sort of partnership with an organization helping first responders. Yeah. So yeah, no, what we're doing, so it's sort of really important to us is there are a couple of things. So we started a bit of a new sort of brand called Energy Sport, which is really pure electrolytes. But what we've done, so our, our corporate vision is wellness for people and planet. And when we talk about wellness for people and planet, we're not talking about just physical wellness. We're talking about emotional wellness. We're talking about supporting the people really around the planet for now, really mostly North America. But we came out and we said, you know, particularly on the West Coast with all the fires that are going on and everything else, COVID, we made a commitment that we are supplying as many people as who come in to ask us from first responders, we're supplying free energy to the people on the COVID wards and the hospitals, to the firefighters. And we're really focused. And there's several of these groups that we work with from all the way up and down the West Coast, from Oregon, Washington, British Columbia, California, and then as well, the first responders in, in hospitals. And we, I think over the course of the year, we sort of donated, I think about 500,000 of those packets of NRC to first responders. And, and, you know, we'll continue to do that. It's just really important for us to be giving back as well. It seems also like you, you get to juggle, you know, the real root of the the passion for what you guys are doing, which is, it's not just creating a tasty beverage. It's trying to deliver a more nutritious, the vitamins that you actually need to survive. So these first responders who are like actually getting into extreme conditions and Definitely losing a lot of electrolytes, definitely sweating a lot. Losing a lot of electrolytes, needing that vitamin C, particularly as I was talking earlier about the stress levels, you know, and we're constantly iterating because, you know, even though our, our vision is wellness for people and planet internally, we're constantly, how do we be better, do better. So we're constantly iterating on our formulations. You know, we just launched sugar-free because people want no sugar whatsoever in anything they're taking. And so we've launched a product to address those things. And, you know, we'll hear from people all the time. We don't like this in your formula or this needs to be changed. And we'll say, Hey, listen, come back to us. Tell us why show us why. And you know what we've acted, I think on three or four of those that have just come out of the blue from people we had no affiliation with. And so it's in a way NRC is we're trying to crowdsource as much 
of the sort of be better, do better approach as we can from as many different people. Because as I talked about adventure, it is about creating the perfect product, but we'll never create the perfect product. We're always on the road to perfection, but we're never going to get there. And it's just constantly iterating to, to see how we can improve not only our product offerings, but how we're being socially responsible internally and then externally to the to the rest of the world too, because you know that's what it's about. And going off of the metaphor you use in the wake of your your journey, you something that I think may I don't want to be left to the wayside, but you there's a lot of education that you're doing too. This podcast alone, I know that's something that we talked about earlier that you're trying to get into. That to me is in for what you're trying to accomplish and how much you care about it, the education piece almost becomes just as much of a product as the NRC itself. And I have so much fun doing it and we, other people have fun doing it too. So to be that vitamin C evangelist, happy to wear that hat and go out and, sh- and share the word and re rekindle people's interest. Cause it's sort of, it's not just about immunity. It's about so many other things, even though immunity is top of mind, the stronger your immune system is, particularly with COVID, the better off you're going to be able to fight anything off, whether it's colds, flus, COVID, you know, you may get it, but if you've got a strong immune system, symptoms are going to be way less. You're not going to need that adult diaper as much. No, not as much. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I probably always will, but that's just a function of age anyway. (laughs) And maybe a little bit fashion, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Let's bring those back too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have one last question. I've been personally curious about this. This is, I don't know how much of an issue this is. This is a seemingly random. I'm doing a lot of prefacing. You see this? It's what I'm curious about is I have a fear of getting kidney stones. Ah. And this is the kind of thing that I, with no, I mean, I would just assume if you drink 10 packets a day for three months, you'll get a kidney stone. What is the actual limit here so because of the type of vitamin c that we use the mineral ascorbate vitamin c the chances of developing kidney stones are insignificant compared to if you're taking ascorbic acid like just straight ascorbic acid you can develop kidney stones i lost my spleen when i was 12 years old which is one of the organs that sort of helps produce specialty white blood cells and is part of your an important part of your immune system I take anywhere from six to 12 packs a day, depending on how I'm feeling and where I'm at. Knock wood, I haven't got a kidney stone. I, God forbid that I get a kidney stone just like you because they're scary and incredibly painful. But you know what? I think people have a genetic disposition and I think vitamin C in particular has been given a bit of a bad rap on that. But if you want to take a lot of vitamin C, and you want to take two to four grams or six grams a day, NRC is the one for you because that mineral ascorbate won't create that calcification that causes those, those kidney stones. Just mix well with water, I guess. Exactly. Don't... Yeah. Drink lots of water. Yeah. All right. That puts my mind at ease. Yeah, that's awesome. I like the taste. I want to know that I can just keep on going. I don't yeah. know why I'm terrified of kidney stones. But... Well, I, I, yeah. If you've ever seen anybody try to pass one of those things, you, yeah. There's a yep. reason to be terrified. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a, yeah, no, thank you. No yeah. one, no one yeah. should have that. Richard, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, sharing a ton of information about vitamin C, what it means to you, and how actually important it is for people to not die. 
for anyone who's interested in finding out more about NRC or just learning more about vitamin C, where's the best place for them to head? You can head to trynrc.com. So www.trynrc.com. We've got a blog section with articles that you can read up on. We're producing more content on a regular basis. There are a couple of lectures that I've done on vitamin C and the history of vitamin C that are up on YouTube as well on our YouTube channel. So yeah, I mean, listen, if you want to learn the differences between NRC and and that other brand emergency out there and some of the other brands, you can learn more on the web as well at our website and hook us up with a follow on Instagram, which is a trynrc.com. All right. Awesome. Richard, thank you again. Hey, thanks a lot, Matthew. It was really wonderful chatting with you. We made it. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of Built on Passion. Hope you learned something. Hope you maybe grew as a person. Maybe you have a new entrepreneurial idea. Maybe all of the above. Maybe you got a new perspective on your favorite hobby or favorite piece of gear and you just you fell in love all over again. I'm hoping for the last one. That last one actually sounds pretty good. I'm going to ask one last time for the people in the back. Please leave a review. It is super helpful and a great way to show your support of the show. And if you know someone who might be interested in this episode specifically, share it to them. And all joking aside, thank you for everything, for supporting what we're doing. In any event, that's it for now. I will see you next week on another episode of Built on Passion. Passion.